You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 710 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. For this week's USDF episode, we've got Patty Mayer as an on-site reporter from the World Cup Final in Omaha, and then a trainer tip from someone competing there, Anna Buffini. This is Reese Coppler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How are you? Uh, I'm noticing that you're from Georgetown, Kentucky. Again, <laughs> I'm, so that's, I'm uh, back. that's good to hear. Yeah. Yes, we're all safe and sound back. It is a difficult week down there and a week back. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's tough. It's uh, anybody that does it, uh, the drive's really long. I mean, for me, it's a thousand miles. So, and now I own two trailers, so it's like double the worry. Um, I don't drive the camper back. I, I had a friend help me with that because I only have one truck. Um, so that's also complicated. Uh, but no, it worked out really well. Uh, the horses came back on a semi. I brought back the camper and my mom was very kind to fly down and, and help me get organized. And be your uh, co-pilot. She was my co-pilot. She helped me with Winston. My mom was great. She helped me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. My mom like got after the camper. She was like, what can I do to help? And I was like, oh my gosh, it would really help to, um, you know, help with the camper. Uh, She like went at that thing with a toothbrush. Like uh, it was um, unbelievable. I've never, I don't think that thing's been that clean since it was literally probably wasn't that clean when it was new. It was amazing. She was behind the cushions. She was so cute. She popped out and she's like, where are the horses? And I was like, I'm sorry, they just left. <laughs> she didn't um, even know we loaded the horses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the horses were great. And it's nice to be home. Uh, you know, we had a great time in Florida, but you know, Kentucky in the spring is just the best. I will say the weather change of 45 degrees yesterday, the horses were a little tight today. Not gonna lie, they were a little tight. <laughs> a little, some, little tight. Some challenges, yeah. Some, some challenges. Yeah, some lunging. Too. We did some <laughs> lunging today. Um, yeah, it was really, it was very cold and wet today, so the horses just weren't used to it. So I, I thankfully, have, my window is really warm and toasty, and and it's closed up, and so we let them just have a little time. And uh, you know, the big horses they need to kind of keep working. So and you know, they have to travel and compete. So uh, we give them a few days and then we go kind of go back to work. You know, the young horses, uh, they were having a party out in the field. Like they, I, okay. I saw them around two o'clock. We, we are careful actually introducing them back to grass. That's a big thing you have to be pretty careful with, but, um, we're, we have a pretty good system for that. So, um, they all seem to be doing great and, uh, it's just nice to be back and kind of, you know, it's crazy. We're talking about the world cup. Uh, I'm like you, I, I teach a lot of clinics, so my clinic season's starting. So it's all really good. It's nice to be back for sure. Well, we got a great show today. We do. We're going to talk about the World Cup. It's still going on, so we'll we'll talk more about it again next week. But we've got a commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, and Patty Mayer will get right into what she saw while she was in Omaha. 
This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Researchers have confirmed that as horses age, they naturally become less sensitive to insulin and more susceptible to health problems caused by too much sugar in the diet. One way to reduce the sugar content in a horse's diet is to replace sugar-laden grains with a high-fat supplement. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It is readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of sugary grains. Equijule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. Best of all, Equijule allows owners to easily replace the calories previously supplied by sugary grains. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight we are so happy to have back one of our favorite guests, FEI rider and trainer, Patty Mayer. Patty, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been way too long, although not very long, but way too long anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We love having you. And you literally just got home from the World Cup in Omaha. So we just want to give people kind of the timeline. We're recording on Thursday night. So you saw the Grand Prix. The the freestyle is going to be tomorrow. So. Yeah. Correct. And I'm actually flying back for that, I think, depending on whether this sinus affection takes hold or not. <laughs> so, I love it. Well, you know. can you, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about the venue, a little bit about Omaha and, and what you saw the last couple of days while you were there. Sure. So here was my goal, which got, which I didn't quite achieve, but whatever. So my goal was to go on Tuesday, to be there all day Tuesday to watch the warmups for all three sports. I love vaulting. I just think those people are magical and, you know, better athletes than I could dream of being in my entire, like, imaginative existence. So <laughs> it was really, I really wanted to see them warm up. A lot of them were working on with borrowed horses because, you know, cost lots fly horse in from Europe. So a lot of them were vaulting on American horses who they didn't know. So I really wanted to see how they dealt with, you know, kind of new horses and that. So that was one. I wanted to see the jumpers because, again, it's magical. I have no idea how they, these people do that. <laughs> and I wanted to see the dressage people warm up. To, for me, watching people who are that excellent school their horses in a show, in a kind of a buzzy show arena is so helpful because, you know, I mean, I compete at Grand Prix, the three of us all do, to watch the level of detail that these people ride with was just jaw-dropping. It was, I mean, it was totally fascinating. So shall we start with that and then move on from that? That would be great. And tell people a, a little bit about okay. why the warm-up is really cool at that venue in Omaha. Because it's, it's unique, oh, okay. especially for American it, horse shows, right? Right. So back in the day, um, we used to show, you know, I, I did the European winter circuit, you know, in where you, where you ride in places that they otherwise have conventions. You ride in convention centers. And I'll tell you, your horses react a little bit to having the audience right over their head. I mean, I've ridden in what used to be called the U.S. Air Arena in just outside Washington, D.C. My horse about had a stroke. I mean, those venues are really buzzy. The lights are very different than outside. And 
in Vegas more than in Omaha, but in Omaha as well, the arenas are butt up against the railings that people are at. So things happen that horses aren't used to seeing or that, you know, our horses aren't used to seeing because they're used to being puttering around outside and having plenty of room between them and the spectators. And a reminder, because we're all dressage people, you know, everyone goes, shh, don't say anything while someone's riding. No, no, no. <laughs> These are huge venues. People are getting popcorn. Children, are, they had kids there who were there, you know, on school, on, on like a school trip, watching right yeah. in the front row. I mean, <laughs> so... These horses have to really focus inside the sandbox. And I'm going to tell you that every single one of them did. There was one jumper who had a moment, and we'll talk about that later because it was just one of those great horsemanship things that someone did. But it, so it's super important. They call it getting accustomed to the arena. Familiarization. Um, yeah. Familiarization. So, but they not only familiarized their horses with the arena, the dressage people all got to really school. They got to really ride the way they want to school the horse before they the day before they compete. And for me, that was fascinating. Here's why. I And by the way, I missed the first few rides because my flight was delayed, I forget, 10 or 11 hours. So I was supposed to arrive Monday night and instead arrive, arrive mid-morning on Tuesday. Um, so it was that was a little nightmarish, but fine. <laughs> um, so nightmarish in a horrifying way, but, you know, whatever. I got there. And... The downside was there were no announcers telling you who was in the arena. And I'm going to tell you that one really pretty slender blonde girl with perfect posture looks just like the next really pretty slender blonde girl with perfect posture. (laughs) So with a ponytail and, you know, yes, they had bridal numbers, but there was nothing available to tell you which bridal number was who. So, you know, the very, I know who Isabel Verde is and I know what she looks like and I know what Stefan looks like and I know what a few of the others looked like, but you know, I haven't seen a lot of them live, but some of them I've never even seen on video. And so I was pretty much, you know, <laughs> I know what yeah, Anna looks So that was a little bit sad because I didn't know who was doing what, but I can tell you what all of them did. Every single one of them spent rather a lot of time halting their horse, either from the trot of the canter or both, squaring their horse up, counting to 92, giving their horse a pat, moving around a little bit, getting the reins back, and then trotting off. And I mean, they squared the horses up every single time. So, you know, so there was a halt. If it wasn't perfect to begin with, they, you know, one leg moved. The rider sat there like like sitting there. The horse stayed at attention in a nice, quiet way. The rider patted the horse on one side or the other or on the butt or whatever and moved off. And they repeated that again and again. These, so, I mean, the level of detail was extraordinary. These people ride, you know, you know, we ride a three-meter corner in, you know, in upper level. No, no, no. They're riding two-meter corners. I mean, they are in those corners. They come out of those corners dead straight. They actually have a solid four and a half to five meters straight down the rail to, before they get to that first letter. So, it's six wow. meters from the edge to the first letter, even with the horse's length. <laughs> yes. They have time before the first letter. To do something like make sure the horse isn't just going sideways into the half pass on its own. <laughs> right, they right. they all schooled. I mean, obviously they all schooled Piaf Passage. And I'm going to tell you because we should talk about this later that the Piaf and Passage just count so much it's like nuts. So they all schooled Piaf Passage, and they all schooled because remember they're going to ride without whips. They all schooled them 
by really activating their horses. And, you know, so the hands don't move, the body doesn't move, but they will, you know, if the horse starts dying on the vine a little bit, they'll give it, they'll give it a little kick. And most of those horses are just so hot. It's, you know, they're, they're all like, oh, okay, I'll be, I'll be peeing on the spot for another 95 steps with my knees and my nose. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it was super interesting to watch the detail. And then also most people, only a couple of people started out stretching. And again, they had kind of pre-warmed up outside before they came into the, to the venue, but they had a fair amount of time in the venue, each of them. And so they might have stretched around. I'm sure they all walked their horses before, but when they came in, they went to work. And again, not like they were with, with, you know, a couple of sessions, not like they were galloping around or, you know, even doing it, even they, no one did the whole test, but all of them did parts of tests. They all did a million center lines. And, you know, even if they weren't going to do a pirouette, they're cantering up that center line in a shoulder forward, doing the change and maybe doing the pirouette the other direction. So that that center line is, you know, is so straight that the judge sees two front hooves and nothing else. So a lot of that, everyone in, everyone practiced the rain back. So you'd think, at least everyone I saw. So you would think, gosh, you know, by the time you get to Grand Prix, you can probably rain back four steps and trot off, five steps and trot off. And the answer is they, everyone have schooled them. And yeah, well, it's expensive. Yeah. And schooled it straight. I mean, yeah, every, every, every single detail was dealt with in a way that's just, you know, great horsemanship, great riding, great horsemanship, great horse training. And that was what I went to see. So I basically flew to see that because, you know, I want to, I want to ride better. I mean, that's what I want to do. And to watch people who ride at that level is just, you know, instructed, inspirational. And even if you don't agree with something, I mean, there was one person in particular, but a couple of people who rode harder than I personally would ride or would be comfortable riding. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a wimp, right? You know, I don't really care if, if they're not, if their knees aren't in their nose for the payoff. But with that, with that couple of exceptions, it was so soft. It, you know, people were soft, people were consequential. Mm-hmm. People were fair to their horses and people were so, so detailed. I mean, you know, I trot around a warm up arena kind of looking at the scenery thinking, oh, wow, you know, maybe I'll go in and maybe there'll be like a rain shower. These people don't. <laughs> they are thinking about, they're thinking about every single muscle in that horse's body yeah. and how to, and how to get their brains and gear to do this. So I found that fabulous. And that's what I had gone to see. Um, can we talk just a little bit about the vaulting and the jumping before yeah, we get on absolutely. to the competition absolutely. day? Yeah. That sounds okay. great. Yeah. So, so the thing that's kind of sad to me is I don't like the way they sold the tickets to this, which was to yeah. get into the warm-up day, you had to buy the full set of tickets for each event. And I mean, for each event. So I had to buy the full set of tickets for vaulting, the full set of tickets for dressage, Whoa. the full set of tickets for jumping, which is not inexpensive. No. And you know, and but there was no one there. Like it's not like, wow, right. we're really worried that it's going to be oversold. Um, there were more people there watching dressage warm up than anything else. Um, Interesting. The jumpers were great. First of all, so what they did is they set up kind of a, a small course. I don't know. It's probably four and a half to five foot fences. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, whatever. And they had all warmed up and you could see them jumping in the, in the trade show area. So they were warming up at the trade show area and then they'd come into the arena and that's fun. And they each had 90 seconds to do whatever they wanted in the arena, whatever. 
So some people just hacked along with their horses next low and or just hacked along with their noses out and gave them a big pat and left. I would say 75% of the people jumped a course. Oh, wow. Only okay. one horse. And not, you know, not, it wasn't a long course. It's probably eight fences. And, you know, and for, for you and me, they're shockingly huge fences. But for these people, they're like, oh, trot poles. Um, <laughs> so, and literally, the guys are all sitting around. They're, the guys are in hoodies or sweatshirts or whatever. And, you know, and everyone's just looking super casual. Like it, they could have had like cigarettes hanging out of their mouths. Like they were just all looking like, whatever, here we are jumping around. Of every, I mean, I watched every single horse. One horse lost focus. And it was interesting because the guy lost focus for a second. One horse. And what happened was the guy lost focus for a second, or maybe he anticipated the horse losing focus. He went to canter towards the first jump and the horse gave him a hard no. And I mean a hard no. The first jump was heading away from the exit, away from the entrance to the arena, which is also the exit. And he gave him a hard no and went to not stand up, but went to kind of back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the guy asked him to go forward, not no whip, no, you know, not like spurring him and kicking him, just asked him to go forward. The horse gave another hard no. The guy turned directions, did not jump a fence, cantered away from the, away from the entrance in a totally different direction, cantered around the arena, away from the, you know, to and from the exit, just getting the horse over the nappiness, jumped a few fences towards the exit. Okay, yeah. And then turned around and jumped the original fence. Okay. And I just thought, and with and zero drama, fabulous horsemanship, thinking like a horse. Do you know what I mean? I would have, because I get, I get, you know, scared or emotional or whatever. I would have had a little war with the horse because it wasn't going away from the entrance. He didn't. He just was like, oh, you know what? It got a little nervous this direction. Whatever, it'll be fine tomorrow. Turned around, cantered it the other way. It got totally got over it. Jumped beautifully, and he gave it this sense of confidence that, you know, tomorrow it'll be fine. It was so good. It was such good horsemanship, such good riding. That's awesome. And then other than that, in the whole time these jumpers were jumping, I think two people had poles. Like (laughs) that amazing? (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. The rest of them totally jumped clean. (laughs) Like really? Like they jumped everything. No one missed, you know, it's not like anyone's missing a spot at that level. You know, even people who, you know, are from countries where they don't necessarily do a huge amount of show jumping, you know, everyone just rode great. Then the vaulting, the vaulting. So um, (laughs) I teach as, as I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I teach dressage to one of the top vaulting riders in the country. So I get to see some vaulting when he, you know, I, I used to, keep a horse I used to keep exactly the same stable he ran a uh, club out of and that was just you know jaw-dropping to watch and and you know he's like he's a gold he's a gold medal vaulter and so I mean I get to see some vaulting but I don't get to see vaulter after vaulter after vaulter at world-class levels unfortunately the French didn't come I guess that the kind of great the top two French vaulters I guess retired and you know they are just you know it's kind of like the Germans for dressage, right? <laughs> they're just really good. Right. They're the, they're the um, top. They're the, they're the group. Um, but it was super interesting. There was a, uh, a lot of Germans, one Dutch, uh, not a ton, not a ton of vaulters came. And I would say half of the countries that did come brought horses with them and the other half did not. So they're riding on horses. You know, they're, 
they're standing up and doing backflips off of horses. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, right? So the whole thing's crazy anyway. And, yes. and a reminder, you know, no helmets and no shoes. They're in basically yeah. ballet slippers. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and it's very different. To, you know, you know how to sit. A, you know, uh, it's different to sit a trot on different horses. Imagine standing on different horses' butts and necks and doing handstands on them. And, try, <laughs> and every single one of them, and I've seen this with the guy who I know, every single one of them had beautiful horsemanship. So they, if the horse gets a little nervous when they get up, you know, because the horses are, aren't used to their routines either, right? So the horses got a little nervous. They just kind of slide back down, pat the horse on the neck, pat the horse on the butt. I mean, they spend half their time patting the horses. And there was this one guy who does, as part of his routine, a, and, and of course, as all three of us can totally do, he just jumps from one side to the other. <laughs> 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 He doesn't touch it. He just jumps over it. <laughs> you know, he holds the he holds the the he holds the little thing. It's not like he's just running and you know. So, so he's essentially leaping over the horse with his legs while he's holding on with his with his hands, and you know, and make and he makes it look like I do that every day. Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe um, he does. Yeah. So the yeah. so so the first day yeah. on he was on this horse and he did not do that in the warm up day. I saw him. Yesterday, because you know they can they they do their schooling in with the um, in the trade middle of the trade show, which is also fascinating. And I saw him doing it on the horse the next day. I think it was the same horse. And by that time, the horse had gotten used to him. So they did spend this time, you know, real horsemanship time. And that and by the way, they also you know make mistakes, especially on horses you don't know, like when you're. <laughs> When, because you know, with the pas de deux, some you know, when your buddy is lifting you over his or her head um, yeah. on a horse that you you know that where you don't know their canter gait, <laughs> yeah. a sometimes the horse gets a little nervous. So we had one horse who actually just who was like, "You don't seem stable up there. I'm halting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you I'm look glad. like you might fall Sorry. off. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. I'm gonna stop because yeah. I think you might fall off." Um, and, <laughs> And I mean, it was just, it was great to watch. And the level of horsemanship was great. And then to see them the next day in during the trade fair on, again, these horses who now had a little more confidence in their vaulters or in their riders and to watch it all get to smooth out the next day. And I didn't, I didn't stay for today. There was the first day of competitive vaulting was today, but I am going to go, assuming that this science convention doesn't get worse, I'm going to go tomorrow night for for the freestyle and then stay Saturday for the vaulting and jumping and come home Sunday. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. So, Patty, let's talk about so, let's talk about the Grand Prix. Let's talk about the what happened yes. yesterday. Yeah. So, interestingly, I would say nobody was riding at their very very best. Uh, you know, except for Delario was amazing, but even her, even her, she cantered down the center line, halted, saluted, and backed up a bit. Right, and <laughs> so she didn't hit eighty percent. She, she was close, and she was a seventy nine point nine in the Grand Prix. Close, yeah. but didn't quite hit it. Right, and, the bummer. 
It didn't quite hit it. But yeah, but it was, I mean, it was beautiful and supple. And I mean, to watch her crossing and the half passes are amazing. She is classically uphill. So her, you know, she is uphill with her pull the highest part a little bit open in the spurt latch in a nice way. And, you know, you, I mean, that kind of sense of being ridden on a thread, on a silk thread, that's the, that's the sense you get with her, even though she's powerful. I mean, it was lovely, lovely to watch. There were, I, I would say a bunch of people had errors they probably don't normally have. You know, a few people had halts in the pia, in the first piaf, which is, you know, always sad when that happens. Yes. <laughs> and a couple of people had halts on the center line in the piaf. Um, and, Ugh. you know, we've all discussed the Grand Prix before. The problem is you spend years and years halting them at X. And then, and then they're supposed to pee off at X and they're like, yeah, you, you know, that just seems silly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not trying so, to do so that. A couple, a couple of those. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. You know, for years, you've been telling me something else. So even at this level, a couple of people had that as an issue. Also in these venues where the audience is so close and above the horses, it's pretty spooky for the horses. Yes. And, you know, so you guys have been in Wellington, obviously for the season and, you know, when you turn to come to do that first piaf, you're heading to an audience, right? If you're right. if you're in the big, if you're in their big in arena, but the audience is fairly far away. That is not true inside, you know, inside a convention center. Yeah, <laughs> the audience right, is you're there. right there. Yeah, it's very, it's not, they're right that there, and arena, maybe they, and, and they can't maybe go they, around that ring, right, Patty? Like that correct, ring, they you can't, can't go around the ring. They have to, yeah. There's not enough room. Yeah. That's how tight it is. It's the almost yeah. the width of yeah, the yeah. dress. Well. Mm-hmm. You, they can't. It's There's a little bit bigger. The, I mean, the, the one in Vegas, you, yeah, the one in Vegas, you're, you know, I mean, this one, at least you could put flowers in and, and the letters. Um, yeah. And by yeah. the way, and I'm just taking the side to remind you, there were seven judges. So there, there are seven judges booths, seven, plus... There's the supervisorial panel, the supervisory panel, who I think are not actually, they're not in the arena, but they have the ability to watch on video and things if something really goes wrong. And so, I mean, that's a lot of judges plus scribes. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So if I were to guess, at least one of the horses who sort of quit in the first PF, um, I if I were to guess, she was just like, you know, I don't know what's going on up over there, but I'm a little concerned about it. <laughs> so, sure, sure, yeah. Um, and that was a younger horse so, too, wasn't it? It's a young horse um, that's never been there before. It, it was serenade, yeah. Yeah. So and it was out she's Ella, 10. It was she's young. And yeah, and she's 10. Yeah, she's, I mean, like, it's, and it's, you know, I assume an early 10 because it's, you know, it's only April. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. I mean, she's she not had, very cute. She a little bit had that look. I mean, it was so, it, she's such a beautiful horse and so supple and yes. so amazing. And Alice, again, just a beautiful, beautiful rider. But I think it's hard, you know, it's hard when they get a little distracted, you know, again, unless you're Isabel and just, you know, put those legs on and they do what you say. But most <laughs> people, most regular humans, <laughs> that can become a little harder. So, and especially if, if, if your type of riding is a more supple, more soft riding. So anyway, that, so that happened to a couple of folks. Interestingly, although all of them had practiced the halt and most of them had practiced the rain back, there were more, there was more than a couple of people who did six steps instead of five. Interesting. And there were a couple of people who were actually a little crooked in the rain back and you, where you think, hmm, and here's, and several people, and thank God, cause this happened to me recently more than once, several people come down the center line for the origin for the pirouettes and the horses did one time changes before the first pirouette, oh. 
which means the pirouettes, yeah. which means they're getting a five oh. on the pirouette, even though the pirouettes yeah. are beautiful. So a couple of people got fives or five, you know, got 5.5 or whatever on, on the first pirouette because of a mistake coming down the center line, not in the pirouette itself. Right. And, and as somebody who are, had that happen in the Grand Prix recently, I felt, I felt really bad for them. Yeah. And Patty, you did the spectator judging, right? Cause that, that was new for I you. I did the spectator judging. Yeah. yeah. That was new for me. So here's, so here's the upside. If you have that app, you can see score by score how the judges, the average judges score, right? So you can see mm-hmm. what they gave for a halt, what they gave for a walk, what they gave, for, you know, whatever. That was super interesting. And then for me, I could see two things. One is one thing I know about myself, which is I tend to be, I feel so bad when something goes wrong, I tend to be a little generous. <laughs> and and as a judge, I'm never, you know, I'm not scared to give nines and tens. And there weren't that many nines and tens in this, you know, by any of the judges, which I thought was super interesting. Right. Um, and again, we only saw the, uh, you know, we only saw the combined scores, but when most people, when, when the best are getting eights and 8.5s, that means that there, you know, no one's giving no. You know, it's not like you're getting four of them giving tens. Um, right. And I'll tell you, I couldn't. I mean, I it was like, really, how much better can that get? <laughs> there was a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, they also, unless there was something truly disastrous, they were not going as low as I think that some of them should. So um, there was one horse who has a, I mean, a quite lateral walk, the extended walk, I would have given it a solid five at training level. Like, you know, it just is, it walks like a camel with tension. So great. And then it's collected walk is not great either. And, you know, and it got, I think it got a 5.6 or something on the collected walk and a 6.5 on the extended walk. And I was like, really, really? Cause the legs on each side move exactly together. <laughs> And, but, no V, no V forming in, in that. In the, there, no V. There, yeah. there would be zero V. <laughs> so, so, and that was just you know that was Isabel's horse. I mean, by the way, everything else is spectacular, but it's you know the walk is not, the walk is a little bit gnarly. But then again, yeah. she is who she is. <laughs> right. So, um, she gets you know, the, the so, reputation. And every, and, yeah, it's a reputation mark there. I, if I were to guess, but everything else, she deserved what she got. Do you know what I mean? Like got everything it. else, she, you know, there is not a point she leaves on the on the table. Not one. You know, every corner is perfect. Every, you know, everything is letter to letter. There's just, you know, everything is in rhythm. The frame is spectacular. Okay, so they gave her a little too high on the on the extended walk, in my opinion. You know, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't and, think it would have made. I don't think it would have like made a said, difference in the placing. Right. And, and she, she truly is amazing at, at what she does and how she does it. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, she was second, and especially since, yeah, she's second. And especially since for me, having seen her in the warm up, it was all a little bit too cowboy. It was all a little bit too, it was a little bit rougher than I would, that I felt super comfortable with, but my God, she gets in that show arena and it's soft and fabulous and obedient and the horse has its ears up and is looking to do the next thing for her and you know just an you know amazing she's an amazing competitor also yeah that's Um, also not the most experienced horse that she's on either yeah you know just just yeah yeah make counterpoints you know to be on look, everybody has yeah look i mean it's it's not it's not the biggest most supple mover i've seen her on either but she rides everything like yeah, she's had been on every type of horse and gotten them into international, you know, with 
in, as a medalist in international competition. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. So that's why she's the, you know, the go so far be it for me. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Patty, tell us about the Danish writer, Nana Mirald. I don't know this writer at all. Tell us a little bit about her. She was third. Again, she sits like a goddess. I didn't, it wasn't one I liked quite as much as the okay. judges did, because again, what do I know? But what seemed, what seemed to be the key for all of these, and I was, this goes back to the um, spectator scoring because you can see what the judges are giving. Yeah. Like I would have had Stefan above that horse, not, you know, because it was so soft and everything was so solid and so lovely, but he's getting, again, you just, what, you can look at the scoring thing to see it. He's getting kind of 7.5, 7.5, 7.5, 7.5 on everything. If you're not getting eights on that Piaf Passage tour, you're not the top few. And I mean, and I mean the whole way through that Piaf Passage tour, because people were ahead of him, and and I'll just use him as a kind of gating person because you know he's my friend, and <laughs> you know people were ahead of him who had some pretty major errors, like doing flying changes before the first pirouette, or having or this wonderful, wonderful Dutch horse called Titanium, what's its full name, had broken two extended trots, and I mean broke, broke, and you know. Wow. Presumably was getting, and I, I think I looked up, was getting, you know, fours or whatever on it. And, but who cares? The thing gets eights and 8.5s in its whole Piaf Passage tour. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It's 11 years old. It's fabulous. Wow. And, you know, it's a little, it, it has sort of mechanical looking extended trot. And my guess is, again, it's an, a younger horse and it was probably a little blown away by the, by the arena. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it just fires off the ground in diagonal pairs in the Piaf and in the Passage and in the transitions. And it's like, oh, okay, the walk isn't quite as good as you'd like and the pirouettes aren't as soft and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. but that's, a, you know, that is a lot of the score. Wow. Right. So right. people who made, people who had some fairly large errors in non-Piaf Passage things, you know, missing ones or whatever, um, mm-hmm. still were hugely up there yeah. and i would say that there was one i think it may have been delaria who started both you can look on the video and tell me if i'm right or wrong because it's on there's her her ride is online the first change in the ones and the first change in the twos was not together behind was a little bit shorter behind and then the rest were lovely i mean huge and lovely and expressive um and and the flying change scores were good for sure but not mm-hmm. as good as mm-hmm. presumably they normally are. And and I may be getting which horse it was wrong. Um, but it's, you know, when you th- go from that, you're getting, you know, eight to 8.5s on the whole Piaf Passage tour or nine. She was getting, so sorry, I had the scores pulled up. Patty, she oh, was yeah, getting, please. she was more like, she was in the 10 range. She had nine, five, good. 10, 10, 10, then yeah. two eights. But yeah. she was up in the 10 range, yeah. like she, for a, yeah. a at least for some of it, yeah. 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 So you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. No, it was Almost. really, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Her it last was center beautiful line, to watch. It, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Nines, tens on yeah. the Piaf, tens yep. on the transition, nines on the Passage, yep. and then, uh, you know, yep. eight, nine, five on the halt. Well, so, right. I'm just saying, when, when they and changed the Piaf, like, to, they do, they doubled the coefficients on the, on the Piaf. And, yep. And things like that. That's a strategy from the ju- judges deciding that that's you know that's what we're going to heavily weight. So yeah, 
you can't yeah. be surprised, you know, when, when you get, you know, when you when you double the PF marks, that that's what people train for. Counts a lot. That's what wins, yeah. right? So. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and right. you know, I, I don't oh. know how you guys feel, but I, I did listen to an interview with Isabel Vert at a, after Aachen uh, when we were there. It was a, like a German interview, and she was talking about uh-huh. how you have to have the horses for the Piaf and Passage to be like that, and how difficult it is in regards to flying changes, for example, because they're so oh, electric from the Piaf Passage yes. that. You know, because Isabel was known, especially with Bella Rose, one of her you know most famous horses. She yeah. she said that multiple times. I, I actually read that I think in her book as well. Like she talks about it, and you're like, well, that makes total sense because right. just the way the horses have to be, and then you add in some of those horses aren't used to being in Delaria. She uh, because her rider Jessica had a baby this summer, mm-hmm. she has not competed much internationally. Uh, she didn't go to the WEG <laughs> because yeah. uh, her rider had a baby literally that week in mm-hmm. the WEG. So she mm-hmm. she hasn't been out that much. So it's not, I don't think it's that surprising right. to hear that she had some mistakes there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it and, was, I mean, it, not, one mistake, if I were to say one mistake, it was really the canter in and halt was the only mistake. Everything else was may not yeah, be as perfect like as she usually does, in. but it was stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like she's and, settled and down. Again, yeah. So the one, the one, one who I thought was I liked a lot was Ingrid Klimka's horse, who uh, whose name I'm with. Fra- Francis. Yeah, and he, it just before we got online, I was you know just just doing more perusing. They just withdrew him, which is a bummer. They said that he and I don't. I was going to oh. ask. I, I, we didn't ask off air, so I asked on wow. air. Did you see? They said in one of the extensions he took a bad step. Or something, and they did. They withdrew him today, which was a real bummer because that is wow. Awesome oh, that is watch. a real bummer because he looked great. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that if he ended up hurting himself, it wasn't apparent in the rest of the test. So, I mean, it looked it looked great and so solid. I mean, this, you know how. Okay, here's one one other thing that they were all was so so solid on the bit. Do you know what I mean? Like the connection on in every horse was so good. Uh, and you know, no bobbling, no nothing. And I would say that one may have been one of the best in terms of just being, again, ridden into this very classical uphill frame, and you know, just lovely. Well, that's a bummer because you know, a couple of people had dropped out. Hermes isn't isn't going either. Right. Um, yeah, they had, had the a couple horses. Yeah, they had a couple drop out. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there were a yeah. couple withdrawals. Um, or you know, eliminations or well, Hermes was withdrawn. Hermes was part of the draw. Was supposed to compete on Wednesday and then didn't. And look, I mean, horses get hurt. I mean, it's just yeah. oh, it's it is know, what it is. And a foal is a born and spends yeah, yeah. Well, and a foal is born and spends the rest of his life trying to commit suicide. I came back home <laughs> and yeah. found and found some of the bars on the horses' stalls kicked out. I'm like, seriously, oh. guys. Really, I was like I now die. have to have a welder come and fix it, you know. So, oh my goodness, because I don't know, you know, somebody was bucking in their stall and thought the double barreling <laughs> the side of the stall was a good idea. Like horses <sighs> do stuff; they do, yeah. they but, do. Yeah. Well, Patty, thank you but, so much for this wrap up. This was so cool—a little yeah. behind the scenes of what was going on there. Um, and we hope you aren't sick, so you can go come back and tell us how the freestyle went. But if anybody has questions yeah. or want to find you online, how do they do that? 
Okay. Um, so I'm on Facebook, although not as often as I should be. And then, uh, so it's Patty Nair. And then um, my phone number, so if anyone wants to text, is 310-729-3365. And my email is baileywickhouse at gmail.com. B for boy, A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K-H-O-U-S-E at gmail. And thank you so much for, ask, for having me. It's super fun. We love it when you did the, the whole wrap up was awesome. Thanks, Patty. And we hope you feel okay and can go back on Friday. Thanks. Okay. Talk to you later. This is Sophia Aguena. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And I'm Mike Donnell. We're here to tell you about OISA, the Western and English Sales Association, and its podcast, Wisdom by OISA. OISA produces the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives in the equestrian industry. On our show, we talk to people who tell the stories of some of the best-known Western and equestrian brands. Visit wisdombyoisa.com and tune in today. Well, for tonight's trainer tip, we're thrilled to have Anna Buffini on the line. She's going to the World Cup to represent the United States. And this is a tip she didn't even tell us before. This is a secret tip. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. I want to drum roll because you, this is a secret. <laughs> You've not told anyone this. So it's, a, it's an exclusive. So it's our first exclusive Phil in 10 years. This is fun. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got for us? Okay. My tip is about a throughness for the flying changes, because let me tell you when I was warming up to try and qualify for the world cup, Davinia, my mare did not do one, two tempi in the warm up. (laughs) Stop it. Not one, not one at all. I could not get them to save my life. Just getting ones. (laughs) You just got, okay. We were just getting so, one ten feet. What'd you do? I mean, that, that is slightly yep. terrifying. And you're under the lights. There's thousands of people watching. What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Like now, now I'm intrigued. Yep. <laughs> so obviously, with my mastermind trainer Gunther, who's been in these situations before, essentially we got just down to the base of it that her back was tight from nerves. And I did not have her through enough. So basically, we kind of put her on some circles. We put her on bending lines. We went a little forward and back in the canner, got her more over the back. I put her pull, like, in my mind, I kind of just thought an inch lower. It didn't go an inch lower, but in your head, if you think the horse's head can just go a little lower to get them a little more through, but still connected and forward, she started bringing her back up. And then right before I went in, I got, I kept her pull steady and didn't let it come up because a lot of times the horses like to come up in the changes and Gunther was like do not let her head come up keep her through keep her back up so I kept her back up the entire time and I sat in and I just thought in my brain to keep her pull just a centimeter lower to keep her over her back and we got some twos as we were going in the arena and then I did the exact same thing in the test and we nailed them so make sure if you are not getting your tempies, keep that back up, keep them through and make sure they are really, really not throwing the head up in those changes. So, okay. This is amazing. But my other question is, how did you stay calm? Cause this happens, <laughs> you know, be a freak so out. Was yeah. A, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. the time that 
you know, you could easily take a turn to freaking out. So yeah. how did, seriously, how did you stay calm in this situation? Cause that's, that's really scary. So what'd you do? How'd you, how'd yeah, you stay calm? it was very difficult. Um, I think in the back of my head, I was so determined in the back of my head. I was like, I mean, 35 minutes, I wasn't getting two tempies. And I was just like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get them. I'm going to keep trying. And I just, over and over, I just said that to myself. And I truly believed in my heart that I was going to get them no matter what, as, as she was not getting them. <laughs> but, um, just you got, quiet you confidence. Gotta, yeah. And, yeah. 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 Calm exactly. confidence. You got to trust your trainer. You got to trust your training. And in the end too, like, I've done this before. I figured it out. And also I've made enough mistakes in the two tempies that now my toolbox is so much bigger to pull from in the test. Like if this mm-hmm. happened three years ago, guaranteed I'm missing the twos. I don't make it to World Cup. But now <laughs> I have gone through enough shows. I have gone to enough um, freestyles where I did them successfully. And I've gone through enough where I've missed them. So I was just like, I've, I've done this before. I figured it out before. I'm going to get this. And then Gunther gives me those tips on throughness. I get her through. And then I make sure I don't forget that in the test. Because a lot of times you forget it. You throw it away in your test. You're like, you know what? No, no, no. I'm just going to go back to whatever I was doing before and be safe and hope I get them. And I, I took a risk on trusting the training that we just made a breakthrough in. And I stuck with it. And we got it. Good. Good. But I think that's, I mean, you are in probably the most stretchful dressage situation this year for sure. Uh, (laughs) Qualifying for the world club. I mean, that's really, but I mean, I've had this happen in the warm up for regionals or, or even Mm -hmm. at a horse show where it's, it's a little colder or, you know, so, so I think that's really that calm confidence is what people should really take myself included. Like, we got this. We have tools. We have trained. We know what to do. And I think that's really the amazing part of what you're telling all of us is, you know, that is, that's terrifying, right? But you were able yeah. to have, have, you had a process and tools to get through it. And I think that that's really amazing and fascinating and, and something, you know, that you, you would also, you would visualize, you had pregames, you knew what to do. And so you were able to kind of go through that moment. And I think that's really incredible, but also so important for people to think about as you're, as you're going through. So I think that's just an amazing part of your tip, which, which is calm Mm -hmm. confidence. You knew what to do in that situation, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. And even if no matter like how hard it's getting, Ginger's just drilled into me, like don't train emotionally. So no matter what your horse is throwing at you, chances are it's tense and tight. So if you are reacting to the horse and you're getting frustrated, it's just going to make it worse. So regardless, if you get it or not, keep giving your horse confidence, keep giving your horse calmness through it. And that is going to give you such a better chance of getting it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Anna, you were amazing. And it was a great tip and we want to wish you good luck at the world cup and we are going to follow you and we can, we'll watch for your calm confidence. Cause now we have the secret mm-hmm. and we know what may happen <laughs> and uh, how you're going to handle it. So good luck, Anna. This is a great tip and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Well, Phil, as always, we love to hear from everybody with email and Facebook shout outs. They make our day and we love questions. We'll keep trying to get those in the queue and or get those questions answered. 
but we have a very exciting update. We have a new book club, Phil. Should we do a drum roll? You want a drum roll? (laughs) Ready? That's all we got. Okay. All right. So we have the sport horse problem solver. What works, what doesn't, and how to make it all better by Eric Smiley. And you can find this book at horseandriderbooks.com. They're a great partner with us. And uh, we are looking forward to this. I just got home and I was really excited. I undid the books from Martha at at, um, horseandriderbooks.com. I was really, really excited. Trafalgar Square. And uh, so get your book. Again, Eric Smiley, The Sport Horse Problem Solver. What works, what doesn't, and how to make it better. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our page at horseradionetwork.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best place to find me is probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.